0: Hello. Welcome. <laughs> this is the Value Art Podcast, the working title, at least. We're, we're working on a better one. Um, this is the first episode. We are moving really quickly, and uh, things are a little, a little disorganized and uh, chaotic, but I think it's good. I think it's fun, and um, we're excited, most importantly. Um, my name is Eddie. This is my co-host, Izzy and uh, we're, gonna be, we're gonna be the creative team behind this podcast indefinitely, um, as long as they'll have us. Uh, and it's, a, it's an exciting opportunity for both of us. Um, so uh, I, I'll just start with uh, introducing myself, I guess. My name is Eddie Contento. I, I spent about nine, nine and a half years running the design side of a software agency uh, based out of Philadelphia. I also have a background in film, so I've transitioned within the last four or five years to focusing on filmmaking full time, and I have quite a bit of experience in just the digital media sector. Uh, so my my interests really lie in in that world, but having this sort of ba- this combination background of technology and uh, and storytelling, um, I find myself in a really cool position to want to learn about both sides of it so this podcast which we'll get into a little bit more uh, after uh, Izzy introduces herself will allow will allow us to do that so but yeah that's a little bit about about me what what about you Izzy who are you explain yeah. we we're still getting to the
1: <laughs> absolutely so my name's actually Isabella but I go by Izzy um, I have a background in languages in fact I know four languages I know Italian english german spanish and i'm trying to learn um french at the moment (laughs) it's taking a while um uh, over the last year i've actually been became very passionate about virtual events and that brought me to be passionate also about the crypto and nft world and i can't wait to to be part of this
0: cool yeah i think it's going to be a lot of fun because i think you have more of a you come from the perspective of like the technology side or like That's- I feel like based on our discussions that your mm-hmm. your enthusiasm lies more in the technology side and I think for me my enthusiasm definitely lies more in the the art and philosophical and conceptual side so I think we'll we'll do a good job of balancing each other out in that and like, even when we were getting to know each other over the last week, some of the stuff you were sharing with me, like some of the links you were sharing were super, super cool some somewhat dystopian stuff, but like I think <laughs> that's just the nature of the technologies um, and maybe that's just my my habit of automatically assuming like this could be very dystopian but uh, but it's really cool and um, I hope that I can also uh, reciprocate and share some of some interesting things from. The other side uh, with you and and with our audience
1: that's actually a quote like um i love reading tech books so that could actually be a chapter like i could be suggesting books (laughs) just like i i've been doing with you
0: yeah yeah actually that's a good that's a good segue to mention like we're really trying to figure out the Mm -hmm. format and uh and flow of these episodes so Um, This first one is pretty freestyled like we we've done the intro of this at least a hundred times and that's (laughs) mostly on me But um, it's because we're we're trying to figure it out, you know, so um, If anybody watching assuming there's anybody watching uh, has any interest in pitching uh, topics or or things for us to explore um, I'll, I'll just talk a little bit about what I'm curious to to learn through this opportunity so as far as digital art goes, I think a topic that always comes up uh that's sort of gray and ambiguous to me uh is ownership like intellectual property i think copyright is really such a strange thing in digital art when you can distribute things infinitely and with the with the evolution of the blockchain which i i know a little bit about but i'm not super well versed in and i'm not really Familiar with the with the emerging like apps or companies that are trying to address these things. So I think it would be cool a goal for us in in future episodes, which we're we're starting to plan, is to bring on an expert in in copyright in IP guests like that um, are going to be. Frequent, Like we're going to, we're going to bring in experts because like, as a disclaimer, neither of us, Izzy or I are experts in either side of this, but we are very curious. And so I think we're going to try to fill out the episodes with the knowledge. We're going to try to learn together, essentially. Absolutely. So that's exciting. What are some of the other topics that you maybe are interested in touching on with this? Because I know we've addressed, we've, we've talked about a few, like, I think for me, provenance is also another thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'd, I'd love to see it also from a collector's standpoint how that's changing, Um, of course, you know, from the traditional art, how that already is and the future of it um, with NFTs. So that's going to be an interesting point. And overall, how this technology is really expanding in all spheres, right? Of course, we're going to be focusing on art, but I'd love to see it like in all spheres. Uh, so how it's getting into sports, but also gaming. Um, for me, it's just absolutely mind blowing.
0: <laughs> so I'm curious, do you do you own any digital art, any NFTs?
1: I I do actually. Um, so I have a few from Pokemon. <laughs>
0: okay, cool. Uh,
1: they're pretty. I'd love to share them right now. Um, what
0: made you choose uh, Pokemon uh, NFTs?
1: Well, I mean, I guess of course they're not like the. Pokemon, like the, you know, the tradition.
0: Pokemon, Pokemon, yeah, right. like
1: Pokemon. Um, they're not like the original ones, but like when I was little, I used to like collect them all the time. Um, so then I was just mind blowing and they were cute. So <laughs> I was like, man, these, I got to have one of these. Uh, there were many other, others that I was looking at and I'm still having a look at. And man, I, I kind of like lost a train for many. Because whereas months ago they didn't cost much, they're already out of reach, like insane prices. So, you know, um, really? Yeah, mostly. So you have to give up a few Ethereums and a
0: few, sorry, a few? Uh,
1: even more than a few <laughs> for some. So wow. I'm, I'm more of the like, um, I invest in crypto. So I'm more of the hodling uh, philosophy. So for me to sometimes, you know, give up my crypto it's it's kind of hard so definitely i lost a thing for a lot of nfts uh when the price was better yeah but i'm definitely gonna buy more (laughs) yeah how about you
0: i don't have any nfts i do have some crypto but i've i've i purchased for like uh with the intention of just sitting on it for like years like i don't i'm not looking at it i'm not thinking about it that's Yeah, because I also don't have, I don't have the stomach for it. Like, it's too much every day to like, see, it's so volatile. You know, I don't, I don't like feeling, I'm not a day trader, you know, it's not my thing. I can't.
1: And that's why I I think you have to see it like, um, in a long-term perspective. And there's so many people that are missing out on this. It's absurd, insane. So you're doing it right. The the hodling life. That's the
0: thing. I thought. (laughs) I thought, like, in 2016, in the first bubble, like, I, I had the intention of buying some, I think, mm-hmm. in the beginning of the year, but I didn't. And then there was that, like, crazy spike. And then I was like, oh, it's too late now. Like, I'm definitely way – I've missed the boat. Like, I'm, I'm, there's no point now. And then, of course, like, how many people had the same regret not buying it at that point? Oh, boy. And now – A lot. Yeah. So –
1: Just, like, all yeah. the last crash, right? Um, a lot of people sold. Cause they, they, just panicked and they're going to pretty much regret that. Um, so yeah. hodl, <laughs> don't,
0: don't. can you actually explain a little bit, like just really briefly, cause we, there's like a, a million resources on like what NFTs are, but can you just like high level, tell me what your idea of it is? Yeah.
1: So not, you know, NFT stands for non fungible token, which gives the concept of it being unique since it's not, it's not replaceable, right? Most NFTs, they are on the Ethereum blockchain and NFTs can be pretty much anything at the moment, art, but also they're getting into the um, music industry, uh, movies and sports, they're it's it's incredible
0: what i like most about it because it's just how art works right like art you're not necessarily buying the piece but you're buying the concept or the idea and the bragging rights to the piece in digital art you don't really have the luxury of exclusivity because people can just recreate your work and share it and whatever this is super exciting for for artists to be able to take control over their work and to be able to like distribute it how they want whether it's in sets or whether it's like a, a one-off piece and to clearly validate a piece like to authenticate a piece is like the one you know even if you have like some shitty digital version of it you you have proof one person has proof or one of 100 people have proof that they own a piece of this which i think is so exciting because as so so i invest i i shouldn't say invest i support mm-hmm. uh creators on patreon And I love Patreon because it it, it does give you a little bit of a little bit more value than just like straight up donating to someone's Mm -hmm. Venmo or something because you get like perks back, right? People, people will make things for you. There will be like exclusive content. But what's nice about NFTs is it's like patronage but you have the benefit of also owning something unique, you know? So like you're still supporting an artist that you love, but you're getting something out that could return on your investment later on, which is super fucking cool.
1: Absolutely. And I love the fact, I I think that it gives so many opportunities, opportunities, especially to emerging artists, just gives them the chance to really get into the world and earn because let's, let's, let's just say it, you know, being an artist can be hard to also earn money um, unless you get like, super famous immediately um here it really gives you the opportunity to to do that it's weird because like I,
0: I think that there's this divide in in artists that are more traditional or maybe mm-hmm. just make physical works like i have a couple close friends that do like murals or or like canvas work or uh even like uh like ceramics right and a few of them have have voiced their grievances about this and i think they feel as if it cheapens the work because Mm -hmm. they're not really going into they're they're not really delving into the benefits of it and and how it's it augments the work rather than than taking away from the physical piece you know and i I think that it would be cool to talk to some we should have some people on that are that are on both sides of it like like artists that are absolutely against digital and blockchain uh there are and then artists that are yeah, for sure. For sure. Also, what you're seeing is like this, there's this influx of people that are that are trying to capitalize like people that are. are artists now that weren't artists before the, the NFT boom, you know, yeah. <laughs> like-
1: just like um, all the alt coins, right? Um, there are a lot that came out <laughs> all together. Then, you know, the best projects, they they stay strong, they win. That's uh, going to be the same in an NFT world too. Um, definitely. In this period, there's a lot but you're going to already see i think even a year from now that only the serious ones are going to be there
0: yeah but and as a collector in that like really low tier space like yeah. if you're looking if you're getting a piece of art from somebody who's nobody now like be, and super cheap or whatever and you're maybe you're supporting them or maybe you're just sort of like hedging your bets but <laughs> either way you have this opportunity to get something so early on so young that in 10 20 years could be in, insanely valuable you know
1: insanely valuable. i agree
0: so um let's talk a little bit about what value art is as a platform Absolutely. and uh and then maybe we can talk about who our who our guest is because we're gonna have an exciting guest <laughs> on in, uh, in a moment so value art is a platform to mint sell buy and uh, curate nfts with the focus on curation i think we're in the beginning we're working with artists with collectors to take physical works, iconic physical works, like really memorable works, and to digitize them and list them as NFTs on our platform and to basically elevate and expand the reach and the accessibility of these like insanely iconic pieces of art. So, um, our first drop, I I feel like I should have a drum roll sound effect for this. Our first drop is going to be on July 22nd. And the item up for auction is a Banksy, which I when they reached out to me, and they were like, Hey, we're doing this thing. And we think you might be interested. And also where we're working with with some collectors, Uh, we have some works that I think are are cool. I was like, Oh, cool. What is it? And they were like, Yeah, first, you got to sign an NDA. And I was like, to talk to you about it. (laughs) So then I did. (laughs) And then they told me and I was like, Oh, wow. (laughs) So our producer, Giorgio was like, I just had a physical Banksy in our studio and we used photogrammetry to make a one-to-one model of it. And I'm like, you're saying too many insane things to me at once. You need to slow down. He's like, there was like secret service with the piece. Like they had guards, you know, it was, it was intense. I had like an hour or something like that to do it. And I'm like, whoa, man. So the reason that this is our first piece is because... Our co-founder Vittorio he's the owner of the piece we're gonna have our co-founder on in a moment to talk about the first drop to talk about the piece Uh, but right now we'll, we'll just let's talk a little bit about it and what its history is so the piece is is known as spike it is a it is a physical rock I think from 2003 or 2004 was when the piece was realized and it was part of a, a treasure hunt. Banksy spent some time in the West Bank doing a like multitude of, of different works um, mostly focused around like escapism and the conflict and uh, the feeling of getting away of, of freedom and he juxtaposed the imagery of children and like paradise uh, with the surrounding environment and uh, like putting putting works right on the wall. like some of his most iconic pieces are in this region. And before leaving, he uh, hacked off a piece of the wall and and wrote a, a word on the underside of this, of this piece of, of rock and then, like, hid it amongst the environment for somebody to find. And, like, I, there was a press release that said, like, this is out there. If you find it, you'll get a certification. Mm-hmm. And I think the piece is... I think the piece was for the person that found it. I don't actually remember who, like, what the what the chain of ownership was with this piece of art. Long story short, our co-founder has this piece of art. He has spike and he's digitized it with the help of our team. And we're listing it as our first item in our first drop on July 22nd. And it is super exciting. And I have no idea what to expect (laughs) out of, out of an auction like this. Um, but I think it's really cool. I think it's cool that we're getting these and there will be way more uh, of these sorts of of drops, so more iconic pieces of physical art digitized and minted into NFTs. So um, I don't really know the full extent of the list of items that they've got planned, but I know that they they they've told me that they keep getting more and more. I guess iconic is the is the right word. Would, so that's really cool. Yeah. Um, iconic,
1: definitely, and
0: yeah, yeah. And so this is just the beginning. Like I think the plan for the platform is to partner and collaborate with other notable artists um, outside of the backlog that we have and try to build up this network of, of pieces at the same time, giving uh, lesser known artists a platform to share their work alongside of these like insanely, like notable pieces. So I think that's, that's a really great opportunity for artists. I'm probably going to list some of my own stuff when the opportunity, when we, when we actually launch, I'm, I'm going to like, maybe I'll make something new or I'll...
1: My let's... next NFT to buy.
0: <laughs> oh, so sweet. Thank you so much. My first patron. Um, I don't know, I don't know what the process is like yet. I haven't actually gone through it, but maybe we can make that a topic of conversation in the epi- in another episode. So I think we're going to have Vittorio on the, on...
1: Should be here shortly. ...the
0: podcast in a moment. Yeah. Hey, there he is. How are you guys? Very good, very good. Very, very good. excited to talk to you. Yeah. Excited. Cool. So. Where are you? Where are you talking from, Eddie? So I'm in the Netherlands. I'm in Rotterdam specifically, uh, and busy You are.
1: I'm in Lido in Venice, Italy. So, working from here.
2: Ah, oh, Lido di Venezia. Lido di Venezia. Oh. Yeah, exactly. And where are you? I am uh, in Ibiza. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, yes. So I think we have we have all the same uh, time. Uh, yeah. Perfect.
0: No? Yeah. Good timing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you look you look like in the dark side of the moon. Uh, yeah.
0: I have this. I, <laughs> I have a nice little setup here that I'm uh, still figuring it out though. But do you you prefer? Do you like it? Should I change it? What do you think?
2: Uh, I love it. Nice. I love nice. it. Nice.
0: Thank you. Appreciate you. Okay, so um, so welcome to the Value Art podcast. Uh, where I'm I'm really excited to to talk to you specifically about the first drop, but also just to get to know you because we've never met before, and uh, um, I've heard your name mentioned in conversation, obviously with the with things as they develop. But um, can you introduce yourself, explain to us like who you are, your background, and then then we'll talk a little bit more about how Value Art came to be. So first, who who are you?
2: Um... I I am uh, my name is Vittorio Grigolo and uh, I am uh, an entrepreneur of feelings. I've been in the world of music since I was a little kid. I I was attracted to everything and was curious. One of the most beautiful things I would suggest to the people uh, that are watching us watching Valuart ba- why Valuart uh, is here today is because of curiosity. So uh, always uh, be uh, happy to be um, surprised. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what, for Izzy and I, like, the most exciting part about the podcast is is the chance to grow and to foster our curiosity Absolutely. and, like, to learn about this space, about digital art, about uh, technology and how those two things interact. So, um, that spirit is definitely alive in the Value Art brand already, and we're excited to, like, really grow that. Um, so, you at what point did did your uh career um open up the doors to you to start getting into art and and collecting and and what when when did you take an interest in it
2: outside of the music world i always loved to to paint to make a, a statue sculpture i always used my hand so i i tried really to discover my senses because what is important what we are losing i always learned that since the the uh, introduced we introduced the computer the iPhone and the new smartphone we were uh, losing something so we were getting something but we were also losing something I don't see anymore I'm friend with everybody but I don't talk to every, everybody 10 years ago when Facebook came in I said I'm your friend in Facebook but I, I don't know you I, I you can have one million friends but friends is something a word that means a lot? If you say "friend," we are friends 20 years ago. It's not like you say "friends" today. Yeah, you understand what I mean? Yeah. It's my friend. Everybody is your friend. But let's let's give a, a value to this word. Yeah. I start to say how I can, I can, uh, be more uh, realistic in something that is surreal. How can you
0: bring the energy and the humanity back to the digital? Yeah.
2: I try always to find a, a, a meaning and a feeling. So in connection with this new idea, this new world of Valuart and the art, I give you the best example I could to put in relation opera and this new world that we're talking about. So I use one of the greatest aria ever written by Puccini, that is Lucevan Le Stelle from Tosca. So this aria starts viva ba 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 viva ba so e lucevan le stelle the lights is there e luceva le stelle strideva l'uscio nell'orto olezzava la terra mi cadea fra le braccia all the senses before he's going to death and before going to die he's uh, saying oh my god one hour, in one hour, I'm not going to be able to see again the light of those wonderful stars. I'm not going to be able to hear uh, hear the door creaking, okay. screeching, you know, the door of my room. I cannot hear the smell of my love. I cannot ha- hold her in my arms. So he's bringing all the senses. So he's bringing on all the senses that he's going to soon lose. Mm-hmm. So this is what I, I always uh, Put in relation with the smart world. Let's use the smart world, but let's also don't lose all these incredible feelings. This uh, that are the senses that, of course, through the phone we cannot uh, um, be able to feel. I cannot touch you, Eddie. Yeah. But I I can use only, you know, small things. I can see the expression, so I can read the eyes. You know.
0: Yeah. I think that that's a really cool thing about what we're discussing with this platform, merging these this cold digital world with the the pathos of of art and of the humans involved. I think that's a really beautiful thing, and I'm am curious if what are you, what is it like for you now in and sharing your work with the world, and what are some of the pain points, what are some of the areas where you're struggling with, uh, in, in sharing yourself, your art with the yeah, world? Of
2: course, uh, um, I mean, if, if you're talking of what, uh, we've been living, uh, the past two years, uh, I mean, it's been, uh, it's been very difficult for everybody because, uh, we had a big reset, let's call it, uh, yeah. so, you know, trying to, I did a beautiful concert from La Scala. With the piano and no public in front of me, usually I was going to La Scala. I was full of people, so you missing all the warm applause. The the the, the you hear yeah. the heart beating and the breath of the people. It's not that when you're singing you don't hear them. You feel the energy because if we really believe that the world is a wave, I mean, look at us. We are talking and some ways waves are reproducing my voice far away to you it's still for me a miracle uh, when i when i think that i can uh, i can we are surrounded by waves you know
0: yeah i think that that what you just described of performing to in a in a venue where there would be an audience but there isn't one is so symbolic of what it feels like to make things on the internet you know it's like it's, it's everybody's there and listening but you can't feel anybody you know so i think i what's what's remarkable is your your attitude towards embracing that and and trying to bring the humanity back into it versus being cynical and jaded and being like, this sucks, I don't wanna be a part of it. Because like you said, you're from the old guard of creators and you don't necessarily need to adapt and you don't need to be a part of that evolution, but you've decided to embrace it and to improve it and bring the old with the new, which I think is really cool.
2: But Eddie, I had the opportunity to sing for 150,000 instead of two. And then he arrived to one million uh, during the evening because we were connected live. So I, I gave the opportunity. Uh, an old guard the school guy that is using opera, you, that you only can go on the Theatre La Scala to see. There was a lot of people interested because maybe they never been to the opera, they wanted to hear it, they wanted to. So it is true that we are closing some doors. But it's also true that we are opening others. So this is very important because at this time, if you think it this way, I give my message, my love, my will arrive to a million people through the, the chain of the Internet. And maybe one day not an Internet centralized, but even decentralized.
0: So I wanna s- switch gears a little bit and talk about the piece, about about the Banksy, about Spike. And I wanna first start by asking how you came into possession of it? What was the story behind that? What motivated you to want to buy it?
2: I always, uh, I think that my love for art, uh, knowing that we were going to, to be in this technological world was to collect, uh, to start collecting some pieces that were giving me some emotion. But I want to know also who produced that piece of art what he wanted to say, what he wanted to communicate to the world. For me, uh, Banksy, maybe the, the, the first, the greatest street artist that uh, uh, start uh, uh, launching messages, very strong messages to the community. You know, doing this uh, this funny rats with the, or 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 the guy that throwing flowers instead of throwing a bomb. Uh, so this attracts me. You understand the 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 way that how people see the, the the reality and try to connect uh, and give messages. So I really liked him at the beginning. I didn't know if it would have been famous or not. So this was uh, not an investment uh, done uh, um, for, uh, that's why I want to come back to Balwart. It's not, uh, we are not, uh, Balwart is not here to uh, speculate.
0: Right.
2: It's not, uh, we don't want to follow a trend a curve the, it's not we're not talking about the uh, uh, stock market here yeah we're not investing on a piece of art because we wanted to sell it again we want to keep the value of course we want to invest in something that we know that one day my value my feelings uh, and my emotion are uh, and my money are are there but i know that this uh, is something that is not uh, you, you cannot pay those feelings uh, those emotions uh, are uh, um there are no value they are incredibly valuable i
0: think it's really important to stress that because even when i was first approached for the opportunity to work together i was cynical because i felt like it's a capitalist idea of just pouncing on a trend you know just trying to take advantage of a trend and i don't like that feeling as as an artist i don't want to i don't want to diminish the value of the art which is exactly why when it was communicated to me what you just said how how to elevate it, how to be doing something sustainable and something with substance. It was really exciting because it's the opposite that it addressed all, all my concerns and I think that's that's a really beautiful endeavor. But I'm I'm curious how that how the spike piece and how the first drop how the drops in general relate to that mission for you.
2: Valuarte now in the future drops you will see how Valuarte is connecting the world, the real world into the, the digitalized world and how big are these drops in terms of uh, histo- history, in terms of value, of feelings, uh, what we are talking today. So it's not only a picture that I do with my phone uh, and I put it on a, on a platform uh, to sell this NFT, okay? To, became, uh, to put it into the big, big, uh, uh, big encyclopedia that is the, that is the blockchain uh, and sell it. Here we are keeping the value of what is the greatest masterpiece ever, like this stone we're talking, we want to insure with value art. So I want to keep again repeating, value art is a, a big mm-hmm. insurance policy to keep uh, those feelings uh, and those emotions with the drop. So that's why the drop is taking care of everything. It's like something so special when it's coming out. uh, And uh, I don't know if you know, because the drop also is very sensible. The first drop is something that we thought about because um, I didn't, uh, I don't have a foundation, but we're thinking with Valor to have a Vittorio Rigolo foundation in the future to help also musician hearts uh, in other fields and all the people that really are in need like Banksy did with the stone at the beginning with the treasure hunt we are coming out with a drop but we didn't want to corrupt the message of the beginning of the treasure hunt so actually Valart is giving the 50% 50% of whatever is making on the on this drop and you know how much work it is behind 50% all the income towards benefits, benefit so so to to do actions that will do good, so we we'll give away or 50% of it. So nice. we also do good to give people the chance to invest in something different uh, or to enter this new era and, and keep the value, but also to do something good to others.
0: Nice. Yeah, um, and I just want to say because I know we got to close out, I want to say thank you for 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 taking the initiative and doing this because it's a super cool concept and being being an entertainer being a collector like you you get what it feels like to have or to not have ownership over your work and to not be able to share it or make it accessible and I think what this era of technology is, is affording us is the ability to give artists more control and to give value back to their art and I think that's really something special so Thank you. But
2: thank you, Eddie. Thank you, everybody. I, I hope that we're gonna have a future podcast together, so we can talk. Uh, Why? Yeah, after, you got it. After some drops, uh, uh, to keep what you said right now. I mean, uh, what is the most beautiful things when you have a piece? It's just not uh, only have it for you. But uh, it's to share why we have peace in in a museum, why we have graded piece of art, because we want people to go there and and be able to see it because sharing is caring. So if we keep it for ourselves, no good.
0: Beautiful, man. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, I hope to talk to you again soon.
2: Thank you. Ciao, ciao.
0: Ciao. All right. So that concludes the first episode of the Value Art Podcast. Like I've said several times on the episode, I'm super excited and I hope that you are excited as well because we're going to get into a lot of cool topics we're going to meet a lot of cool people and we're going to talk about a lot of very interesting pieces of art and uh and culture and technology so also we're, we're building a little bit of a community outside the podcast so you can contribute ideas for topics for guests um feedback criticism love uh, anything uh we, we want to hear it we want to hear from you so um yeah uh i'm gonna end it there and i look forward to seeing you all in the next one so